Merry Christmas, Jess. Oh, um, sure. Merry Christmas. Here we are. It's the first day of Christmas. That That is not accurate. It's November 13th. Well, yeah, if you want to be literal about it, I'm just doing the thing here. And no, it's the first day of Christmas. Wow. And, and you're my true love. Aw. So I got you a partridge in a pear tree. A what? A partridge in a pear tree. I don't, I don't know what that is. It's a, it's a partridge in a pear tree, just like from the song. Okay, sure. You seem confused. It's right in front of you. It's a partridge in a pear tree. You know, it's a bird and it's a tree that grows fruit. Like, look, it's a bird and it just, ah, hey, oh, ah. On the fifth day of Christmas, my true love gave to me Here we are with our peppermint mocha lattes, all cuddled up by the fire as the snow softly falls outside on this blustery November day. Just kidding. We live in LA. None of that is happening. Yeah, I'm wearing a Hawaiian shirt and I'm wearing (laughs) shorts. (laughs) It was 80 degrees today. Sorry for those of you who are in the snow. Seasons? What's that? Yeah. What's a season? What's a autumn? Don't ask me, because I live in Los Angeles. I was trying to tie it to the lyrics of the I song, got it. but I couldn't quite get it. I saw where you were going. Because today we're talking about the 12 days of Christmas. They're more specifically, the Reliant K version. Because this is our first of the four pods of Christmas. That's the, the what? Per- the four pods of Christmas. <laughs> what did I say? That's what I said, right? You just want to repeat it? Okay, I thought I said it wrong. You're like... The what? I'm like, oh no, no was, what awful thing did I, I say? I was being your hype man. Oh, okay. Thank you. <laughs> I was really flavor flaving it. Nice. Thank you. So yes, we're going to be doing the four pods of Christmas because every other week leading up to Christmas Day, which I think is, is it a day that the podcast comes out? Is that a Wednesday? I think I so. I think it might be. Yeah. Christmas is a podcast day. So every other week, and I actually talked about it with Jessica. I'm like, okay, we did... Halloween blues and we only did one song right Mm -hmm. because I was like well we should hopefully be doing this show for at least three years if we do every song so we could hold every Halloween song for every Halloween but there are there's there's no number on the back of this CD okay hold on there's (laughs) one two three four five six seven eight nine ten eleven twelve thirteen fourteen fifteen sixteen seventeen Christmas songs by Reliant K so I'm like we're gonna have to (laughs) breeze through a couple of these more quickly than once a year so but I also didn't want to only do Christmas songs right all December or even all November so I so we came up with the idea of the four pods of Christmas. That's our promotion. And every other week leading up to Christmas, we're going to be doing a different Christmas song. So we picked the most popular one. I actually went to Last FM and I was like, what's the most scrobbled Reliant K Christmas song? And it is the 12 days of Christmas. So that's the one we're starting with. Yeah, this is definitely one that I remember hearing in like Aeropostale and... Hollister. Yeah, this yeah. is apparently a very, very popular song. And you know, we talk about this in our personal lives every year, that eventually at one point, Reliant K's Spotify Apple Music or and Apple Spotify, Music, yeah. their top songs are all going to just 
be Christmas songs. Yes, and then Be My Escape. And be, yeah. It's all Christmas and then Be My Escape. And then it takes like almost all year for it to come back around so that by summer, it's like other songs Are finally, and Be My yeah. Escape. And then like right as it's starting to do that, all of a sudden it gets kicked out again and it goes back to Christmas songs. So we love talking about that every year because if it's December and we just wanted in, for years leading up to this, once we started having streaming counts, we're like, well, if we're going to listen to Reliant K, we have to pick something specific because it's only Christmas songs right yeah. now and it's, and it's Thanksgiving. Yeah, but we do have top of the show business before we get into the song. Alrighty. So uh, two weeks ago, we got an email from Tucker Hervey, who I know follows us on Twitter, and he just basically sent us an email because three weeks ago, whatever, we talked about, um, oh, Halloween Blues. On Halloween Blues, yep. we talked about that Ask Jordan YouTube show. Oh, yes. Yes. <laughs> it took me a minute. Okay. It's been so long. <laughs> but basically, and I picked it on purpose because I knew it was a style of YouTube show that exists outside of just that individual show. Yes. And I knew that that style of YouTube show really ticks Jessica off. So I'm like, the fact that it's Halloween themed and the fact that it's Christian just fits our podcast. But I also get to annoy Jessica with this particular video. <laughs> well, it's not that... It's not necessarily that style. Like Steve Dangle, who does Leaf fan reactions, he does that sort of right. style where he has Hat Guy at the beginning that he argues with. And that's cool. And I love Steve Dangle. So, But there's lots of other YouTube shows that I watch that are of that style that just sort of... An, you like that show because you like that show, but he also does that style. But I feel like if you find a new YouTube show <laughs> that does that style, it's got to win you over with something aside from that. And so we didn't dig any further into the Ask Jordan one, but Tucker let us know that Jordan Taylor is actually a pretty popular YouTuber for oh. like the Christian homeschool set. That's what he described it sense. as. And it made sense thinking back to that video because we were like the whole time we're like, what is this character he's doing of Big Head Kid? If you remember that, and it seemed... That like, and the voice, it was problematic. Yeah, it was like, we were like, what... <laughs> what's going on here but we didn't dig any deeper into the channel so tucker just explained that we could possibly have other crossover other people who are listening to our podcast right. that are more familiar with that channel yeah and he was just like warning us i guess it's like <laughs> hey if you rag on we ragged on that one video because we just took that one video out of context and it didn't play well if you didn't know the channel or whatever you know so but tucker was just warning us like hey <laughs> there's a whole community and they probably could listen to your show. And I'm like, okay, totally understand. I mean, and he does have one other Reliant K video, the um, Jordan Taylor. Mm. And we've seen it before. It's the what not to ask a Reliant, what not to ask Reliant K. Oh yeah. That was a total clickbait video <laughs> that he does not answer that question. He just like goes through their Facebook comments and is like, don't say this to them. That's mean or whatever. Right. We were like, expecting that when we watched that video, I couldn't remember it when Tucker emailed this. I'm like, I did hear about that video and I can't remember why it hasn't come up. But now that you said that, I remember. It's because we watched it thinking it was like, here's some expert opinion on how to interview Reliant K. But Jordan Taylor's video was more like, hey, here's a bunch of questions that get asked online all the time that I've noticed. Right. Yeah. If we ever mention a Jordan Taylor video again, it'd probably just be... That one Reliant K one. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Does he have other Reliant K ones? Who knows? We'll find out someday on Sadie Hawkins Pod. Stay tuned. Other top of the show business. Yes. Oh. Is that this? So this week, Clint did a 
I just wanted to explain this. If anyone saw this, I don't know who did or didn't see it. And I hopefully think it's funny in the end. Oh, right. But Clint did this like Twitter game where he was like, send me a picture and I'll make up a, a what do you call it? Tumblr, not Tumblr. Tinder. <laughs> Tinder. <laughs> same thing, I've been with right? the same person. I've been with Jessica <laughs> since 2006. So I don't know anything about those apps. But Tinder. He's like, send me a picture and I'll make up a Tinder profile for the person. And I saw he did it for one picture that someone sent him, right? And I'm like, well, let me send a Reliant K one. And I was looking at Reliant K pictures and I'm like trying to find something kind of weird and goofy and unexpected. So I'm like, oh, here's the cover of of, uh, Employee of the Month. Right. And then I found out pretty quickly that the person on the cover of Employee of the Month was a friend of Reliant K's who passed away in the early 2000s oh, no. and I was like oh no I didn't know that this was not I'm sure this is something we would have learned when we dug more into employee of the month right yeah so but. so my side of this is that Danny logged me into the Sadie Hawkins pod Twitter right but I don't ever check it mm-hmm. so I'm getting the notifications of what people are tweeting at us and I'm like I don't understand what's going on what on earth did Danny tweet to <laughs> offend people do? So his name his his name was Aaron Mars, and I didn't know that right. So I post that thing, and then like someone replies and says, "Isn't this the case? Isn't it someone that died?" And then I actually got a DM from the one person in the band who has some communication with us, right? Right. Who is not one of the maps, and I don't want to. Whatever. I feel like it's tacky to say who it was, but he's like, "Hey, that's Aaron Mars, R.I.P." And I'm like, "Oh my God, no! <laughs> I'm so yeah. sorry." And basically, in the conversation, I was like, I'm really sorry. And he's like, no, don't worry about it. Aaron was a goofy guy or a funny guy. And I think he would have thought it was funny or whatever. So I was oh, like, okay, okay good, thank good. you. But I felt really bad because that was not the point. I could have picked one of the, I could have picked the VeggieTales <laughs> off the cover of the VeggieTale EP. <laughs> but I had to go pick that one. And I felt really bad. And if anyone saw it, I just want everyone to know that that's not, wasn't meant to we're be We're sorry. Yes, we're sorry. I'm totally fine if I offended you, if you're a Jordan Taylor fan, though. (laughs) Oh, Jessica, it's Christmas. (laughs) Open your heart. That's right. It's Christmas time. It's Christmas. Just because it's November 13th, you should still have the spirit of Christmas. You are They're already playing Christmas songs on the radio here in Los Angeles. Yes, yeah. Was it Coast 10-something? Yeah. It was already Christmas. Yeah. We heard a Jimmy Eat World Christmas song on there, and Jimmy Eat Pod has begun. So it's shout like, out. Oh, yeah, shout out. Oh, man. So my, my only top of the show business is that apparently I should have been doing deep dives for fanfic this whole <laughs> time because I have found some, not a ton, of Reliant K as characters fix. Uh-huh. Although apparently Matt Adam is a thing. So like Teeson and Adam Young from Owl City. Right. There are, however, quite a few song-inspired works and chapters uh, from different fanfics. So there's like, there's a couple Twilight ones out there. Uh, There's a Les Mis, Come Right Out and Say It, uh, (laughs) inspired fanfic. Okay. There's a Who I Am Hates Who I've Been Yu-Gi-Oh! one. And a (laughs) Faking My Own Suicide, Spyro the Dragon. (laughs) (laughs) So some songs we've already been over. Wow. That I could have been, uh, you know, sharing the fanfic well, for. Can I... <laughs> nice. So, so many songs that we've already been over. 
can I sell you out in this way and explain and to say that like everyone people have been listening to the podcast know that one of your other favorite artists of all time is Lana Del Rey. Yes. And how did you learn of Lana Del Rey the first time? Through fanfic. <laughs> <laughs> so I like to imagine that there are people out there who have, you know, Spyro the Dragon fans <laughs> who are like, who's Reliant K? And they go and they're like, oh my gosh, this is my new favorite band. It could be. Hopefully. Well, that's amazing. <laughs> so maybe we, because eventually when we get our Patreon, paywall, going, our Patreon yeah. thing going, we want to go chapter by chapter through the female mind book. Yes. Maybe we also need to do Reliant K fan fiction over there. That would the be paywall. amazing. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> just just an entire Reliant K book club. Yeah. <laughs> our Patreon is very literary. Yes. It's very frou-frou. <laughs> You have to bring tea and crumpets, and you have to keep your pinky up. Oh, I love it. If you pay us on the Patreon. So, uh, before we get into the song, and again, we picked this one because we're doing four Christmas songs this year, and I don't even know what the next three are going to be, but I did say, I'm going to Last FM, see what's the most scrabbled Christmas song. Oh, and I didn't finish saying this, but when we find when Spotify and Apple Music and the top songs on Reliant K, for Reliant K there update to christmas i'll want to pay attention and see mm-hmm. what are yeah they. yeah because in the past we've we all we've talked about in our personal lives all the time about how christmas takes over relying k's streaming pages but we never notice what songs are the most popular yeah uh but i do want to talk about before we get into the song the history of their christmas cds because first in 2003 you have deck the hall and bruise your hands which is a little less available than the later one that we'll talk about. Uh, our copy here, I remember. I don't remember which specific show, but I'm almost positive I bought this off their merch table. Oh, cool! At some show in 2003, and yeah, so this one is in a cardboard sleeve. It's got the people have definitely seen the picture online, even if they don't see the CD that much. It's got the penguin on the yep. cover, and this is like the pop punker one, right? The, the, all these songs are like the really pop punk yeah. versions because yeah, then the, sure. the the additional songs that they added to "Let It Snow, Baby, Let It Rain, Dear," which came out in came out in 2007, right? So four years later, yeah, four years later, <laughs> they take all of "Deck the Hall and Bruise Your Hands" and package it with a couple more songs, and they put out "Let It Snow, Baby, Let It Rain, Dear," and. The thing was, yeah, I always just think of that as being the Reindeer album, the Christmas album. But, right. like, I did not know what it was officially titled until oh, yeah. earlier today. <laughs> really? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I just never paid attention. Well, they're both, like, puns. Yeah, no, I, I knew Deck, your, Deck the Halls and Bruise Your Hands. I knew right. that one, but I just, yeah. Yeah, because I guess when we met, Let a Snow Baby, Let a Reindeer wasn't out yet. Yeah. So if you heard their Christmas songs, you knew them from this CD. Like, maybe these were available on iTunes. Maybe, I don't know They now. were. So Deck yeah. the Hall and Bruise Your Hands must have been available on early iTunes. And by then they were already playing them in like American Eagle at Christmas time. And right. Stuff. So then in 2007, they put together the newer songs. And then this basically Let It Snow Baby, Let It Rain Deer online totally overtakes Deck the Hall and Bruise Your Hands. Yeah. I'm visually doing this with the CDs in my hands. <laughs> but you out there listening just have to imagine the red CD with the penguin and the blue CD with the reindeers. Yeah, in high school, I was really into all the pop punk Christmas songs because I loved Christmas music and I listened to it all year round. Mm-hmm. So I was always looking for like, oh, what are other styles of Christmas music? And yeah. Yeah. 
So, okay, so yeah, so I, originally I was thinking as we were talking about this, I'm like, well, Deck the Hall and Bruise Your Hands must be, like, really rare. People must never have heard of it. But no, I guess online, like I said, iTunes, this must have been on iTunes. Yeah. And that's, not, you know, MXPX did a similar thing, but they did it in the opposite way. They had their full Christmas album, which was actually a collection of, like, fan club songs. They would do a, a Christmas, well, they did a couple Christmas songs just as a band mm-hmm. regularly for comps and stuff. But then for a couple of years for their fan club, they did a Christmas song every year. Uh, and then they put all of them together into a Christmas CD that last year they took off streaming and replaced it with just an EP, right? Oh. So they actually went the opposite way from Reliant K. Yeah. Where Reliant K took what's essentially their Christmas EP, Dr. Hall, Bruise Your Hands, and replaced it with the full album. MXPX was like, we don't like a bunch of these Christmas songs, apparently. <laughs> and they took them all away, released one new song with uh, the guy from Simple Plan. Oh, okay. And uh, the girl from who was in Tsunami Bomb. And then they just released what are their better Christmas songs in the CP. Yeah, speaking of Simple Plan, the greatest <laughs> pop punk Christmas song right. has disappeared from like all streaming stuff. Right. Because, hey... I want a girl in my bed who knows what to do. A PlayStation 2. A shopping spree in New York City. Oh, that's City. that song. Okay. Yeah. You've played that song for me. I don't really listen to Simple Plan that much. I listen to them a little bit. But you've played that song for me And over it the just years. disappeared. Like, I actually owned the song on iTunes. Not there anymore. Oh, wow. Not even in my library. I don't know what happened. That's weird. Because I definitely have things... That have been taken down. I have things in my iTunes library that remain there that aren't available for purchase anymore. Yeah, but I don't know what the deal is. This just completely disappeared. You can still listen to it on, like, YouTube, though. Well, whatever they did to remove that song from streaming, I'm sure it was a very simple plan (laughs) to, for conspiracy, (laughs) to remove it. Get it? Uh, One other thing about the history of these releases... Because I never looked at the credits, so looking closer at the credits in uh, Let It Snow, Baby, Let It Rain, Dear, right? There are more complex, intricate credits for how the album and all the songs were released because... So here's the thing, particularly with the song we're talking about today, 12 Days of Christmas. When you look at the back of Deck the Hall and Bruise Your Hands, it says, All songs are public domain except tracks 5, 7, 9, and 10. Right. But then I'm looking at it. I'm like, well, sure. 12 Days of Christmas might be public domain, but they added a new thing to it. Right. They added like a new little thing. And I know from being a Weird Al fan that when Weird Al does his polka medleys, Uh any of that connecting music that he has to write to get to the next song has its own separate publishing, even though it's just a snippet of this larger song. Oh, yeah, yeah. So when you look at the, when you look at the publishing credits for one of the polka medleys, they're very complex. They'll be like, this, you know, this uh, Green Day song is owned by this publishing company and this Beck song is owned by that publishing company. And then at the bottom, they make up a name for it every time. They're like, polka, your eyes out, whatever. That's the worst pun about polka ever. But... <laughs> This, and that's the that's those snippets, right? Yeah. So I'm like, there should be a publishing thing for that snippet. The what's a partridge, what's a pear tree, don't ask me, right? Because that's essentially a tiny yeah. new song he wrote. Maybe they just fanficked it and they're just like, <laughs> ah, it's out there. You know, no copyright infringement intended on whoever owns 12 Days of Christmas. But no one owns the copyright <laughs> of 12 Days of Christmas, apparently. Because it just says public domain. And then when I looked in the credits for the first time of Let It Snow, Let It Reindeer, it actually says something to the effect of, it's so tiny, uh, publishing something to, uh, 
uh, 12 Days of Christmas, and We Wish You a Merry Christmas, public domain, with new arrangement and additional music and lyrics by Matthew Thiessen. Ah, there you go. Copyright 2003, Goatee Music, Red Coats Are Coming Publishing. (laughs) Bless you. Thank you. I was trying to let you get through that whole thing, and I could not hold it in any longer. That's a sweet little Christmas sneeze. (laughs) That's my favorite Hallmark movie, the sweet little Christmas sneeze. Well, I'm getting getting a cold because it's so chilly outside. (laughs) Yes. So is April, apparently. Yeah, she's, she settled down for her long winter's nap. I keep putting the Let It Snow, Baby, Let It Reindeer book back in the case, but I should just leave it out. Yeah, when you listen to Let It Snow, Baby, Let It Reindeer, the really pop-punk songs, you just know were from Deck the Hall and Bruise Your Hands, and all of them were like, you know, middle time, middle days, Relying K stuff, with like this, you know, melodic and slow and lots of instrumentation. Right. Like, that's, mm-hmm, era, and that's recorded specifically like for let it snow very five Ranger. score and yeah all right. that era yeah and i also this cd you know this is all the new music on let it snow baby let a reindeer is recorded with the five score crew it's right it's matt and matt and dave and john and john but brian is on half the album because oh because of the early yeah, yeah the deck the hall songs were in 2003 but then when you i looked inside the let it snow let a reindeer booklet and there's no pictures of Brian. Oh. They're like, but he, he is he is credited for his songs. Anyway, that's my intricate <laughs> credit talk about the Christmas songs. Well, this song is 175 beats per minute. And that's almost all my deep dive on Reliant K's 12 Days of Christmas uncovered. Nice. <laughs> um, I couldn't imagine it would be easy to... Do a deep dive on this because yeah. it's too broad a subject and a song. Too broad yeah. a song. I did the Google search in quotes so that hopefully I would only get uh, Reliant K stuff. I did right. get a couple other things. There's a lot of lists, a lot of holiday radio station playlists um, mm-hmm. that this song pops up on. I found a few Christmas light shows that this song is one of the songs that you're supposed to sync up to oh, man. watch the I found the those lights. too. I was going <laughs> to surprise you with those. But that's okay, because I got a major surprise coming for you for this oh song, for the YouTube deep dive. Um, I mean, you know, I don't mention every week, but there, um, much like all the other songs, there is, you know, guitar, bass, drum, lots of different tabs out there mm-hmm. for this. Um, I did find a review, Danny, your favorite Ooh. thing, from uh, theodysseyonline.com. Okay. The ultimate pop slash punk slash rock Christmas playlist. It's that time of year again, everyone. Thanksgiving is over, and now it's the appropriate, in all caps, time to celebrate the holidays, even though I know everyone has been festive since November 1st. We sure are. Anyways, for those of us who celebrate Christmas, the music is one of the best parts of the season. It gets us prepared and excited for the big day to come, whether you are on your way to get your Christmas tree shopping for the holidays or just enjoying a cozy day at home. You probably find yourself listening to Christmas music. The same old stuff can get old after a while, so why not try listening to some pop slash punk slash rock Christmas songs? Yeah. Here's my ultimate playlist of those types of Christmas songs. Exactly. One is Christmas Time Again by Aimly. I don't know. Sure. Uh, two is Christmas Lights by Yellow Card. Oh. Right on. There's a place off Holly Avenue where I... <laughs> There's a place off Candy <laughs> used to drink, Lane. Yeah, where I used to drink cocoa with you. <laughs> um, Forest Silver Bells by Reliant K, uh, which they had to say, 
I never loved the song Silver Bells. However, when I heard Reliant K's rendition of it, I loved it. It is so nicely done with the sound of sleigh bells, smooth guitar, and the drum beat that makes it a magical version of the popular song. Uh, Number five is 12 Days of Christmas by Reliant K. Mm -hmm. Let's be honest. This song is always so boring. How can anybody... I didn't get to get to my points yet, but yes. (laughs) How could anybody ever do a great version of the 12 Days of Christmas? Just listen to the Reliant K version of the song and you will be so incredibly and pleasantly surprised. This is by far one of my favorite Christmas songs. Not only does the band sing the more normal song, but they play around with it a bit by singing the lyrics backwards, adding sound effects, adding a choir, and counting down in the most epic way possible. Just take a listen for yourself. Uh, Then number six. And here it is. Let's listen for ourselves. (laughs) Just kidding. Number six is White Christmas by Honor Society. Yeah. Number seven is My Christmas List by Simple Plan. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, Number eight is Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas by The Latency? Latency? Uh, Nine is Christmas with You, Artist versus Poet. Ten is Because It's Christmas, Sidewalk Profits. My money's on Poet. (laughs) I'll take that bet. They're hungrier. They're <laughs> just depends. Actually, no, you're probably right. Yeah, poets definitely make less money than artists. Yeah, unless you're a great cowboy poet laureate. Uh, Eleven, Santa Claus is coming to town. Sugar cult. Twelve, all I want for Christmas. Quiet drive. Oh, and then I also found um, a list from spotalike.com for similar to. I Won't Be Home for Christmas by uh, Blink-182. Right. And Reliant K's 12 Days of Christmas, uh, as well as their cover of Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas, is on the list. And also, Danny, MXPX's Christmas Only Comes Once a Year. Oh. And Danny has been quoted as saying that there's an MXPX Christmas song, which is the only Christmas song that he'll listen to year-round. Right. That's But that's Christmas Day. Oh, that's Christmas Day. Yeah. Yeah, so I haven't. Can I <laughs> can I pause you there? Because my thoughts on this song are, and you brushed on them there, and we haven't really talked about this on. And I feel like I've mentioned this in our real lives, right? But let's let's see if you remember this. I don't really like Christmas music. Yes, I I wasn't gonna call you out, but I do <laughs> I do know that I don't really like Christmas music. Um, sort of for the same reason you don't like Deathbed, you know, <laughs> because. So everyone loves Deathbed, and you don't like it because... That Dido song just ruined all Christmas music oh, for you, didn't Oh, we could it, talk Dan? about the Dido song. I wasn't even thinking about that. <laughs> no, it's all Christmas music before that. But just like how you don't kind of like Deathbed while everyone else likes it because it, it, even though Deathbed's supposed to be uplifting and supposed to be about, you know, life after death and all that to you, you just kind of like see it for the death part. Boy, I can't <laughs> wait to tell you my thoughts on Christmas shoes. <laughs> we can, we have four podcasts to do this season. Let's save some of this. So for me, Christmas music is the same thing. It's like Christmas music is supposed to be all like cozy and warm and you're supposed to be like together with family. But all I hear is like the cold part. <laughs> like When I hear Christmas music, I'm like, oh, this makes me cold. You know what I mean? Like that's the sense. Because it's always winter, but never Christmas. Exactly. All Christmas music is always winter and never Christmas to me. It seems this curse just can't be lifted. So I really only like Christmas songs that kind of have something that's not like, like all the Chris, like especially the songs that are exclusive to Let It Snow, Let It Reindeer that are like slower 
and more wistful right. and more depressing. Like that's the stuff about Christmas music that I don't like. I just find Christmas music often to be depressing and like oh just like uh, it's like it just makes me feel cold it makes it's like sure people are around but like it makes it's like it makes me think of like you know you're in a warm house but you didn't do the right kind of weather stripping in your window and the cold's creeping (laughs) in like that's what christmas music makes me think it makes me think of like like sort of lethargic you know christmas music makes me lethargic but i really do love this 12 days of christmas I love Christmas Day by MXPX because these are just like awesome pop punk jams that just happen to be singing about Christmas. Particularly, I really, really don't like the 12 Days of Christmas, the song itself. It's just so repetitive and it's so obnoxious. And it's like a song (laughs) that never quite, never quite gets started. (laughs) You know what I mean? Because I know it's like a game it's like a song game. It's like on, it is. you keep repeating and keep exponentially. The song gets longer and longer. We will get but into that in my it. general deep dive. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> but that's why I hate the song. It's because it's like, we'll just start with the 12th day and we can all get out of here. You know what I mean? Because <laughs> it's the same. You're going to sing about this. Although that's one thing that Reliant K does great in this is each roundabout, they keep changing things up a little mm-hmm. bit. They keep changing the words a little yeah. bit. They do the part where they cu- they cut words out. They're like... I don't have, I can't do it in my head right now. But you know what I'm talking about. Yes. Like, like 12, bird, and they do the clapping. Like, they do little mix-ups and yes. stuff. So they keep each repetition fresh in this song. And it's almost like a system of a down song, because it's like, it's not quite time changes. But, like, okay. the way they keep, like, doing different, it's such a dense song. I will take your word for it. This is like Savannah. This actually, <laughs> people might be like, Savannah is, like, one of their most complex you know works of art in deathbed and savannah are like one of their most complex songs right it really starts their first super complex song was 12 days of christmas and i think this 12 days of christmas song is almost more complex than deathbed or savannah combined yeah and is this mark lee townsend as well it is i'm pretty sure let me double check yes produced by mark lee townsend co-produced by matt and mixed by jr mcneely i'm reading that off the back of deck the halls Let's double check what the credits, because I'm Mr. Loves to Read Credits. <laughs> Let's double check the credits in uh, Let It Snow. <laughs> the, the text is so tiny. Do you need me to look? Produced and engineered by Mark Lee Townsend, except whatever songs have an asterisk are produced by Mark Lee Townsend and Matt Thiessen. Okay. Which I'm guessing are the Deck the Hall songs. So, okay, yeah, I'm correct there. All the Deck the Hall songs were produced by Matt and Mark, the new songs off Let It Snow were only produced by Mark. Okay. Matt was busy. He's like, it's Christmas. I got shopping to do. <laughs> no no time for producing. So um, let me check my notes. Yeah. Wrote here, always hated this song by anyone else. <laughs> I, I can see where you're coming from. Mm-hmm. While I do love Christmas music, sometimes when those slower Christmas songs come on, I will like change off the radio when when i was younger i was an sync girl m- more than a backstreet girl right. because sync had because i'm more <laughs> punk obviously but also because sync just had faster more upbeat songs and backstreet boys had more of the like slow jams right uh my next note and i kind of already said this but 
this is a little, I wrote a little more than just a pop punk version of the song. And it is. When you first listen to this song, you think like, oh, this is just a pop punk version of the song. But there's so much more. It is so, This song is so dense in ideas. Just like I said, every repetition that they go through, they keep changing things up. Yeah. They add the choir section towards the end. They have these strange fills and drum ideas that are constantly happening. I think that the, <laughs> that there are like extra layers of instrumentation and production in here. But whereas some things feel overproduced, this is overproduced in the best way. Mm-hmm, like yeah. this is filled with just great oh, ideas. Yeah. Sometimes when I'm singing songs in my head, I like just like start messing around and I'm like, like <laughs> start like changing up. T- like if I'm playing a song in my head, just kind of jamming out, not singing it out loud. I'm just kind of like, and I'm just changing like the genre in my mind and stuff like that. You I'll start do these banging kind of on the trash cans, like yeah, in, and like doing weird, t- doing like completely impossible time signatures, like in my head, right? right? And things that I know, like no band would ever want to do. But this song is almost like one of those things that just kind of one of those like ADD songs that kind of plays in my head, where I take like a basic song I like and I start messing around in my head. You do love converting songs to nightcore. <laughs> I don't love it. <laughs> I enjoy it. <laughs> Oh, I forgot to mention, we have a voicemail this week. You want to hear it? Oh, yeah. Wait, are you going to get me? <laughs> I don't know what they're saying. What I is hope we this? Didn't... <laughs> it's some Chinese. I... This sounds like Chinese to me. There's... It's like it's like a spam call oh. in Chinese. So that's a real phone call. <laughs> we got to the thing. And I have nice. no idea what it just said. I don't know if we just released oh, no. some sleeper cell or something. <laughs> So anyway. This is like that the <laughs> Japanese Kleenex commercial with the, oh, with the yeah. baby. <laughs> <laughs> Jessica discovered during Halloween this like viral thing that was like uh, this this really bizarre Japanese Kleenex, officially Kleenex the yes. brand commercial from the eighties with this demon baby, but it's like all nice and calm. <laughs> like it would technically not be a demon, what would it be like an yokai. It was like an oni or something. Yeah, an yeah. oni or yokai, and it was like but it was just so unsettling for the Japanese public. And it had a song that was this weird, creepy song in English and like so nobody knew in Japan what they were saying, singing, <laughs> yeah. and they like were like super freaked they out it by was it. Ger- they thought the public thought it was German at first. Yeah, yeah. And they thought that they were singing like "Die, someone die" or something. Oh. I don't know. It was like a whole thing. <laughs> but look that up. Yeah. Although Very I have to warn you, Christmas story. Yeah, you'll be cursed after you watch it. Yeah. Allegedly. Hey, scary ghost stories are a staple of yeah, Christmas time. Yeah, exactly. That's what I've been told. Yeah. So, yeah, that's about my notes, actually. I just went through them really quickly, but that is, that is about my notes and my thoughts on the song. Well, would you like to learn a little bit about the song, The Twelve Days of Christmas? Not really. <laughs> oh, never mind. Short episode, then. No, let's, yeah, let's do it. <laughs> um, so, thanks to Google, I learned that The Twelve Days of Christmas apparently starts on Christmas Day. Like day one yeah, that's a is shocker. Christmas Day, and it ends on January fifth. Um, I always thought it was like the eleven days leading up to Christmas. What's Three Kings Day? That's what it is. That Three Kings Day is the twelfth th- day out from Christmas. Yeah, although it's celebrated on the sixth, but Google told me that it was the fifth, so I don't, I don't know. I always, I sometimes hear about Three Kings Day, and I'm like, what is that? Because we never 
heard of it or celebrated growing up. The first time I think I heard of Three Kings Day was a Saturday Night Live sketch of the '90s, where you it was a fake it was a TV commercial, and you buy this this uh, this Jesus baby, the manger, the manger right, baby. Okay. <laughs> you, buy, <laughs> you buy nativity. I could I call it nativity. Think of nativity. You, you don't buy, you don't buy like a, a puppet with a, a penguin no, with a monocle no, and a top hat. No, and no, no you buy babies. nativity small nativity jesus and then it's supposed to be like on december 1st or on the day after thanksgiving it just starts going (laughs) and it won't stop until three kings day and they show the family (laughs) like you'll be reminded of 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 christ's birth into the world like the narrator is saying all these nice things but then they show the snl cast members (laughs) who just like can't sleep at night and stuff and they're like it will go all the way till january 5th three kings day now those memories can come to life with a Grimaldi Classics handcrafted nativity scene. For the first time, you can actually hear the cries of the Christ child as he enters the world. A hidden microchip authentically replicates the holy sounds of the baby Jesus. Mommy, what's that sound? (sighs) Why, that's Jesus. These joyous cries will play throughout the holiday season, both day and night. These magical sounds will be heard continuously from Christmas Eve until Three Kings Day on January 6th. So celebrate the true meaning of Christmas this season with a Grimaldi classic creation. Available at Lord & Taylor and other fine stores. Is it more of a Catholic thing? Maybe. It might be a Catholic thing. So, um, a little history on the 12 days of Christmas. This comes from Vox. The 12 days of Christmas is a period that in Christian theology marks the span between the birth of Christ and the coming of the Magi and the three wise men. It begins on December 25th, Christmas, and runs through January 6th, the Epiphany, sometimes called Three Kings Day, or Twelfth Night. The four weeks preceding Christmas are collectively known as Advent, which we I knew about because my family did mm, Advent, right. which begins four Sundays before Christmas and ends on December 24th. So the true origins of this song are unknown, though believed to be oh. from France. Um, the most known... Oh, that's spooky. <laughs> unknown origins. I don't like to hear that. It's a cursed song. Christmas <laughs> creepypasta. It's actually not that creepy. So... Uh, the because I'm gonna get to a Snopes thing in a minute. Okay. So the most known English version was first printed in 1780 in a children's book, and it's believed to have been a memory in a forfeit game, which you we were talking about before, like calling things back. Oh. Which makes a lot of sense because we still play versions of that game today, like memory stuff. Mm-hmm. Did you ever have cool memory like games on on the computer when you were young, Danny? Yeah. We had one in our computer lab in school okay. <laughs> that was Mickey Mouse themed. Nice. And it was always my favorite thing Your to play. Your giggling leading up to that made me nervous. I was like, <laughs> well, what is this going to be? It's Mickey Mouse. Oh, okay. I don't know why you've laughed nervously. Got so scared. I'm creeped out because it's an unknown origin <laughs> to the song. There were eyes in a tree. They're looking at me. <laughs> there is a face in the Christmas tree. I got the, the Christmas, Christmas blues. What happened to me? Um, So going back to the Vox article, this is not something that I personally had ever heard before. Maybe you've heard this. Apparently, people thought that this song was like coded. 
This song is, they say, this song is not a coded primer on Christianity, a popular no. theory that's made the internet rounds in that the lyrics to the 12 Days of Christmas are coded references to Christianity. <laughs> what are these Relying K fans yeah, right? on song meanings? <laughs> the um, most secular songs they wrote? Like, there's obviously a Christ metaphor yeah. here. No, there isn't. Uh, that the song was written to help Christians learn and pass on the tenets of their faith while avoiding persecution. Under that theory, the various gifts break down as follows, as the myth debunking website Snopes explained. Okay. Two turtle doves equals the Old and New Testaments. Hmm. Three French hens equals faith, hope, and charity, the theological virtues. Okay. Four calling birds equals four gospels and or the four evangelists. Five golden rings equal the first five books of the Old Testament, which gives the history of man's fall from grace. Okay. Six geese laying, the six days of creation. This is how numbers work. Like all the number that you can find anything in the Bible for each number. Seven swans a swimming equals the seven gifts from the Holy Spirit and the seven sacraments. Right, because you know swans. <laughs> eight maids of milking equals the eight beatitudes. I don't know. I don't Fruits know. Fruits of the spirit. Beatitudes. <laughs> well, let me see. The eight beatit. I have no idea what that means. If, hey, you, know, if you know what that means, hit us up. <laughs> it, I mean, that looks like I pronounce it beatitudes, but... Nine ladies dancing equals the nine fruits of the Holy Spirit. Ah, I just said the fruits of the Spirit. There you go. Ten lords a-leaping equal the Ten Commandments. I bet you didn't see that one coming. <laughs> eleven pipers piping equals the eleven faithful apostles. Twelve drummers drumming equal the twelve points of doctrine in the Apostles' Creed. Where does the little drummer boy factor into this? And I like how they were like, they were like, 11 stands for the 11 faithful apostles. Like, we're not going to count all 12 apostles because, one, it doesn't <laughs> right. fit to our numerology. You know that, um, oh, you know, I mean, this is fitting since Dr. Sleep just came out this weekend. But you know that room, that movie, that room, that movie Room 237? Oh, yes. Where it's like all the people's conspiracy <laughs> theories? Yes. So if you've never heard of that movie, it's just like talking, it's not even talking heads. It's just like audio interviews and they play clips of the movie showing what they're talking about and the director of room 237 has made it clear that he's not saying i agree with all of these people he's like i'm just showing these stories that people have in their mind and then you can make a decision on that and i think there's no better example that at one point the guy is like all about the numerology of the shining and i don't yeah. know all the details but yeah. he's like there's 54 bags oh, of potatoes right. and there's this many that things and all these things and he's like there's 54 cars outside when we first arrive and then they show the clip of the overlook from a distance and they put a number the the documentary uh -huh. puts a number over every car and when it gets to 45 there's still a couple of cars left uncounted <laughs> and then like that kind of shows slyly the director of room yeah. 37 is not saying i agree with what these people are saying he's just like I'm just showing what yeah. they think. And that's what you do as a documentarian. Yeah. You just present what the story the is. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so and then they they go on to say the partridge in the pear tree naturally represents Jesus. Uh, this theory seems tailor-made for circulation via chain emails, but it actually makes little sense once you examine it. Snopes has a great explanation of the many, many holes in its logic. The most egregious, first, the song's gifts have nothing to do with their Christian equivalents. Excuse me, it's pronounced GIF. <laughs> 
so the song is basically useless as a way to remember key pillars of faith. And second, if Christians were so restricted from practicing their faith that they had to conceal messages in a song, they also wouldn't be able to celebrate yeah, Christmas in the first point. place, much less sing, sing Christmas carols. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. And and of course, the faking my own suicide represents Jesus <laughs> yes. faking his resurrection. No, it doesn't. Go back to our faking my own suicide episode <laughs> for that. Um, yeah, nice. <laughs> That's funny. Is that your whole deep dive? Yes. Yeah, so that's funny. Because there's not actually a lot known about the origins of the song. So I read like a few different articles and then the Wikipedia and yeah, there's not not a ton of information out there. Hmm. Well, that makes sense now that we learned that uh, it's a public domain song. So no one's going to come knocking on the door asking for Real NK to pay up their royalties. (laughs) You know what I never realized, and maybe I knew this years ago and forgot, but apparently I Hate Christmas Parties is actually a Tyson and Earthquake song. Oh, It says it right okay. there on the back. Nice. I definitely have never realized that in the last couple of years listening yeah. to Let It Snow. Yeah, Let It... Uh, is I, I Hate Christmas Parties on here, right? Yeah, it's there. Oh, but they don't even... Uh, on Let It Snow, Let It Reindeer, they don't go that far as to say this is Matt Tyson and Earthquakes. Well, then does that mean who performed it? It doesn't say. Who were the, like, was it actually the members of Reliant K? We'll find out. Are we doing I Hate Christmas Parties this year? I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. We don't know what the next three songs are of Four Pods of Christmas. But I do know that we're still talking about 12 Days of Christmas. And, uh, oh, one other kind of note about the song before we get into YouTube stuff. I'm sorry. I took Jessica's (laughs) necklace that she took off and I was futzing around with it and I put it on. And now she's looking at me like, what is wrong with you? It's very distracting. My hands just get fussy and I like, I I can't click something, you know, often here's the thing. And we cut this out. He he looked like he was from the seventies with like the gold chain and his chest hair. (laughs) I don't have chest hair showing right now, but and we never, we've never talked about this and you're always like whispering to me and we cut it out. But whenever we have a CD on the table while we're recording, I'm always like, (laughs) This is what you would hear if Jessica didn't put a stop to it. It makes it through a lot of episodes. (laughs) So then people who listen with headphones, you probably have heard this. Yeah. That's the mystery. That's Danny Danny being fussy. Enough with the clicking. (laughs) (laughs) On Genius, there is only one annotation. Oh, and I closed it. (laughs) Okay, hold on. 12 days. Jessica, vamp for me. What do you love about Christmas? Oh my gosh. Way to be put on the spot. Um, everything, family, love, fireplaces. <laughs> uh, so specific. Peppermint latte. Okay, shut up. I found it. <laughs> sorry. I love you. I'm sorry. It just feels very rude on a podcast to say shut up to my wife, even if it's a joke. So there's only one annotation on Genius, and luckily it's the one that I wanted because uh, I don't know which which course would this have been hold on one second i'm still looking okay so on the 10th so when they read from the 10th day of christmas on and they get to the five golden rings having started the 10 days of christmas and they get to the five golden rings there's like the backwards singing Mm -hmm. it sounds like this so i thought like do I need to play that backwards and hear what it sounds like, you know, backwards, and then we'll hear the words? But no, this is what you get when you play that clip backwards of 
them singing that part. So it's, it's, it's just as much gibberish as the other one. So I'm like, what is it then? What's going on? This part of the song was directed by David Lynch. <laughs> yes, it was. Um... <laughs> oh, the five golden rings also I did read might have been alluding to a bird as well. Oh, the, the phoenix? Because it's gold and it comes back. I don't remember now. I'd have to look it back <laughs> up. But it was like something about there were like some sort of golden ring neck birds back in the day. Oh, five golden rings. And what if a bird was called a golden And it was ring? actually gold, not golden. It was oh. changed later to golden. Oh, that kind of makes sense. Because I can imagine like some old timey bird bird being called a golden ring. Right. Like, oh, look yonder yeah. into the yard. <laughs> it is a golden ring. Come to bless our December morn. <laughs> Danny minored in theater uh, yes. with an emphasis on Shakespeare. Um, so that backward singing section, Genius finally let me know, and I've always wondered this for years. Craig Smith on Genius three years ago said, oh, well, on Genius itself, they translate... Oh. I All thought you were going to tell I'm me so that this song was written by someone named Craig Smith, and I was like, wow. <laughs> no. So... Obviously, with Deck the Halls, Bruise Your Hands, there's no lyric booklet because it's just a cardboard sleeve. But then when you look in the lyric booklet for Let It Snow, Let It Reindeer, there's no lyrics for any of the traditional songs. There's only lyrics for the original songs, right? So I was like, well, now, so it doesn't, that doesn't answer the question of what is this backward singing part, right? And they don't even put the lyrics for the new lyric. There are new lyrics in this song. There's the... What's a partridge? What's a yeah. pear tree? They don't even put those lyrics. That's in there. the best part. I actually wish they did that part more. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, well, the the Let It Snow Baby booklet does not answer what is that backwards singing. On Genius, it says that the lyrics are six geese a laying, doth men goose reens, right? Mm. And then Craig Smith explains. What on Genius three years ago says what they're actually singing here, though the pronunciation is a bit elaborated, elaborate, elaborated, is five golden and rings all written backwards. And then he spells the words five golden rings backwards. And it is complicated. It's like E Nif Lod Ned Night. E Vif Ned Log. Snirf. I don't believe you. It is the Germans cursing us. <laughs> First, we got that creepy Chinese talking. <laughs> then we found out that this song was like written by unknown people. Now I'm reading things backwards. <laughs> this is a spooky episode. This is a spooky episode. This, this is, is a face Christmas. in the tree. <laughs> Halloween blues has nothing on 12, day, 12 days of Christmas. But that answered the question for me. Is I, I guess they were actually... And they might be giants do this a bunch in their early years, doing fake backward singing. You just like that, you know, that sort of thing. But it's like you can't play it backwards. If you play the podcast backwards, Danny just said Hail Satan. (laughs) No, I didn't. (laughs) I said Hail Santa. (laughs) So that makes sense. So I'm guessing now, because this is such a dense ideas song and there's so much going on in each repetition of the chorus... Is it a verse or it's a chorus this with a stanza that they're singing backwards in real time for real. So playing it backwards doesn't mean anything. I went on a quite a journey there. <laughs> I'm exhausted. Um, 
Uh, so yeah, so we do have covers. Oh, well, we have official stuff. So on SoundCloud, on the official Reliant K SoundCloud page, not SoundCloud, SoundCloud, they uploaded this song and they called it AC Radio Edit. And I'm not sure what that means. Is it shorter? Let's see. It's three minutes and 33 seconds on SoundCloud. And it's exactly the same amount of time on Let It Snow Baby. And I can try to get... I do have MP3s. Well, my MP3 of Deck the Hall, Bruise Your Hands, 12 Days of Christmas, says three minutes and 31 seconds. So that's the shorter one. So I don't know why... Like I said, on the official Reliant K SoundCloud, they call this AC Radio Edit because I can't tell a difference. Oh, and something else I want to mention about this song is I went back and forth between the Let It Snow Baby version and the Deck, Your Hall- Deck the Halls version, and I couldn't figure out, I couldn't hear a mastering or mixing difference. Oh, okay. Because, as we talked about, there are huge mixing differences between the songs that are on Birds and the B-Sides right. and their original EPs. Yeah. So I was wondering if there would be a similar thing. And then, you know, they remixed Two Lefts at one point and they remixed Anatomy at one point. So I was like, it wouldn't, it, it, they, I would expect them to have remixed Deck the Hall songs when they put them on Let It Snow. But I couldn't, if they did, it's very it's subtle and there's like nothing obvious that I could find. At some point, I have to take all the songs that they have remastered and actually like put side-by-side versions together. Yeah, for sure. So that I can try to hear differences. Someone sent us like a very clear list of the differences between the gold version of Two Lefts and the original mix. Like how some like one song is just a couple seconds shorter, mm-hmm. and one song there's like one instrument is clearly higher. Like, mm. it, it's in our Twitter feed somewhere. Awesome. Um, that might have been the same person who suggested, and I don't know who it was, so I'm sorry, but someone had suggested we do an episode where we directly compare, we talk about the differences between Two Lefts, the gold version, and Two Lefts, the original mix. Oh, yeah, we should for sure do that. Um, we just have to work off of the physical CDs, yes. because when you're online, on YouTube, and everything, yeah. like, there's no telling what yeah. version did people upload. Somebody, oh, the whole conversation came up, because somebody tweeted at us and again I'm sorry this is weeks ago and I didn't get your name um someone tweeted at us it's like I just I bought a I have a new two lefts copy but oh they were like saying how their cd remember years ago years ago when we started this podcast <laughs> I set out every cd in the first pressing of the four different colored covers yes had the every same, cd would be yeah. pink inside and this one person was like well mine's gray inside and oh. then someone else popped in and said, that's a copy of the gold record. Oh, okay. So someone put a copy of the gold CD inside your original pressing case. Yeah. <laughs> Christmas. So <laughs> that's top of the show business I saved for the middle of the show. And then I don't know exactly what this is, but this year there's one on YouTube, which was uploaded on in July of this year and there's one on soundcloud which was uploaded just eight days ago oh wow which is it's called reliant k 12 days of christmas instrumental and when i first found them i listened to them Mm -hmm. and i thought that the april's walking around (laughs) i i thought that they were like someone had just done an instrumental cover right but here take a listen because 
And now it's funny that we mentioned exactly how long the song is because mm-hmm. this is exactly three minutes and 33 seconds. So it seems to actually be an instrumental of just the guitar from the song. So here's the one that's on SoundCloud. So it's guitar and uh, I think bass is there. It's it's instrumental. It's got the drums. And then when we go forward to the choir section, this is what it sounds like. So you can have a real rockin' karaoke version. <laughs> you could. Because I don't know why this year it looks like someone got a copy of uh-huh. or or leaked or something. Or maybe this is on some rare thing. Like maybe. there's that Reliant K karaoke CD. Yeah. Which we've never talked about. Not K for karaoke. But there's an EP that is like four songs from the first two or three albums. Yeah, didn't we talk about it during, I think maybe Pressing On is on there? Pressing On is on there, but we didn't know about it when we talked about Pressing oh, On. Okay. So yeah, Pressing On is on that karaoke CD. It's actually officially released by Goatee Records. It's for actual studio cuts with te- with yeah, the lyrics yeah. removed. And maybe somewhere out there, there's a 12 Days of Christmas thing. Or maybe someone like mixed the channels out. So, because yeah. for me, I just took the track and I used Gold Wave, which is this like old school <laughs> Windows app that's still around today. It's just so, it's kind of... I just like it. I'm used to it. I just did the basic vocal remover, which never works super well, but just yeah. to kind of hear the dun 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 dun, and I heard that it basically sounds the same. So I think that this mm. one on SoundCloud and YouTube is real. So that's my. Taking the track okay. and doing the basic yeah. gold wave vocal remover, which doesn't really work that well. And I heard the guitar and the tone and I'm like, it sounds like it's the actual thing. So I don't know why this is on the internet and why it just came out this year. Maybe they yeah. knew our podcast was starting. <laughs> also, you know, I totally forgot now that I've removed the vocals, not really removed the vocals, but ran this preset to try to remove the vocals forgot to mention that like on the second or third or fourth repeat of the of the vocals of the song mm-hmm. of the stanza it's hoop singing i'm pretty sure right oh there's one in here where I th- i'm pretty sure it's hoops it is um this section Oh, yeah, you're right. That's not Tyson. Yeah, that's not Tyson. Yeah. Because there's so much going on in this song, yeah. you kind of miss it on the first yeah. 200 listens. Has this song been played live? That's a good question. I was going to get to that. That there, I, As far as I can tell, this song has never been played live. Because there's so much going on with it. Yeah, it would be a little complicated to play. And I would imagine just remembering the way they do the lyrics yeah. would probably be pretty difficult. And I would assume if you were going to do this live, you would just kind of take those really 
um, complex studio yeah, things you just strip out it down, of it. Yeah. You strip it down, just make it, just do it all pop punk from beginning to end. Maybe keep the crazy part of the lyrics where you cut out the syllables and you do the yeah. backwards part. Uh, we can hear some people doing covers. There are covers in here for sure of the specific Reliant K version. But I did not find any live videos of the band. And more exactly, I found on set list there were only two mentions of it being played live and like we mention every week <laughs> when if i see one or two live things that's where i'm dubious like yeah. it totally could be true and as we learned with kickoff where kickoff was only mentioned as having been played once and now we finally have actual recorded proof that it definitely was played in 2002 this could have absolutely been played at some concert that's never leaked online yeah there is a weird thing on set list which i'm not going to go back to right now but if you look set list is what laid out kind of oddly when you want to go and look for specific songs yeah. and specific albums but i'm getting the hang of knowing where to go so i went to the let it snow baby let it rain deer album page to see how many times the songs there had been played i don't remember all the stats right now we can do that on another pod of christmas but in the data for this song is like some other band playing it. Oh. Playing it, it like, so they somehow got tagged into right. the Reliant K version of 12 Days of Christmas. But it's confusing when you click it because then you think, oh, Reliant K played it in 2011. But then you look and it's like play, performed by some other band. Uh. I hadn't come across that on set list before. So then there is a Nightcore version. <laughs> <laughs> nice. And it goes like this. What do you expect? Yeah, <laughs> I'm not. I'm not even going to go through all the crazy parts with the nightcore. It does it's not a good sounding nightcore. Mm-hmm. It's no devastation and reform. Then we have oh, and before we get into covers, this one is very odd. This song, because we often find trends you know, on YouTube around certain songs. Yeah, like certain songs have more fan videos. Certain songs have more uh, fandom edits. This one, for some reason, has one, two, three, four, five, at least four sign language videos. Oh, wow. That's cool. I don't know why this song, people, I guess people who do, um, there might be a whole YouTube sign, there must be a whole YouTube sign language community yeah. uh, that I wouldn't have never thought of before now. No, I just want to watch that Party in the USA video. <laughs> <laughs> Which one's that? I don't know what you mean. The dude doing the sign language to oh, uh, Party in the USA. I don't, have I seen that? Maybe I not. I feel like you should have. Here's, I'll just show you. Here's one. It's a very visual thing for the podcast, but I'll just show you kind of what we're talking about. Some of them, you know, sign language is like not really an exact one-to-one language like right. that's what i kind of know about some sign of these language. moves that that this person's doing i'm like wait is this legit because like is phone really just like like well actually call me later like because <laughs> when i counted them i counted five videos and 
maybe one or two of these are actually more like interpretive dances. Yeah. Like the hand, the Happy Hands like Club when you from do, Napoleon it's Dynamite. It's a big, big house <laughs> yeah. with lots and lots of room. Exactly. A big, big table. I'm doing the... You the, can't see. I'm moves, doing the, the moves. <laughs> so there are ones that are legitimately... Like, here's one. It's okay, this one says American Sign Language, 12 Days of Christmas, Relying K. This is sign language. That's really... That's definitely yeah. sign language. Because there's more elbows and hands against the chest and hands to the mouth. Yeah. But yeah, there are a couple interpretive dance videos, which I kind of got confused <laughs> and lumped in to this section. But I mean, w- there's something about this song that brings nice. out yeah. people who want to communicate it with That's body great. language. There's there's this one too, where she like, she did this with the song. This is a BSL, I guess British Sign Language. But then she slowed down the song. Oh yeah. yeah she sl- she slipped opposite a nightcore, which is not daycor by the way. Daycor is something else entirely. And she's putting yeah, she's she's doing the dance too. House with. And so, yeah, daycor. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it took me a second to understand what she said. So sign language, Christmas, Reliant K. That this is where they meet on Sadie Hawkins pod. <laughs> um, now we have some real covers. So obviously with Twelve Days of Christmas, I mean you could fill the ocean <laughs> and then some with all the Twelve Days of Christmas versions out there. So I just looked for ones that were specific. I could only look for ones that were specifically mm-hmm. ra- labeled. Reliant K, because there are some songs like Bummin' and things like that that have unique enough titles that I could go through right. every song called Bummin' and see what is a cover of Reliant K and what happens to be a song with the same title. Couldn't do that this time. Let's start with one that I think is gold. This is by, <laughs> really, honestly, this just sounds so good. This one, and here's their picture. There's their picture. Okay. They're in some sort of like, I don't know. It insane looks like, Asylum? Insane Asylum or like in a computer lab, like I... Can't quite tell. It's like sterile white walls with like indented lines across them. Like a studio, them. maybe? Yeah, maybe or? it's a studio. Um, three kids. They look young. It says, covered by two of my brothers and I. Several mistakes done. This is by Michelle Helena Hermanis. And it goes like this. <laughs> So I think that's a great I think that's great. That's like it sounds so good. It's fun, but they're they really they have a great sound. You know that new sound you're looking for? They're sloppy. They even yeah. say several mistakes done, but they really do a great job. It sounds Got a really lot of good. heart. Yeah. And they keep with all the things like the cutting out the words, that mm-hmm. part. They do yeah. that. Um, I can't remember what they do. Enough for the chorus part, they just kind of barrel through, and that's what Reliant K could have done when playing it live. Here's a weird one this is a very professional version of the cover, and I don't know 
if this is some sort of school of rock or some sort of church. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Because it's like a very guitar center setup that uh-huh. they're performing at. And then the cameras and oh, the yeah. lighting are so perfectly... <laughs> they're kind of yeah. perfectly soullessly set up. <laughs> yes. Like a church or a guitar center. So this is uploaded by Cooper's... Cooper Drummer, except the E's are all threes. Um, well, he's got two million, two and almost two and a half million subscribers. Wow. Um, this video has 70,000 views. Whoa. And it goes like this. And then the focus, and then there's cameras like set up. Is this a full cover? Or is this it's just a full drums? cover. Okay. And um, yeah, because there were a ton and ton of drum covers and guitar covers, uh, all of which I'm skipping. None had like a funny thing in them. Uh, but this. They kind of have cameras set up like a church would. So that's why I was like, at first I thought it was a church, but mm-hmm. it's more like a music school, possibly. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's fun. Yeah, this looks like a like a like your final performance at the School of Rock. Yeah. <laughs> or this is like, this is the instructor performance. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how schools of rock work, but I assume <laughs> that the teachers might get a time to like rock out for the students. And like, this is how you're going to rock out by the time you're done. There's yeah, their ages singers. are ambiguous. <laughs> their ages are... They're all, like, definitely in their late... They're all definitely, like, at least 19. None of them yeah, are younger than 19. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that one guy's at least 45. (laughs) So, yeah, maybe this is like a church performance or something. I don't know. I don't know. It's pretty great, though. There's a lot of people on that stage. Yeah, there's three singers, three guitars, and a uh, drummer. (laughs) One drummer. And a partridge in a pear tray. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Oh, um, that just reminded me of something that we might get to later that I now I have to do oh. it, but I'll wait to do it until we're done with covers. Uh, then we revisit Paper Rockets, who we mm. haven't seen mm-hmm. since our first three episodes. <laughs> I don't remember which one it was. I think it might have been Chapstick or it was something like that. It might have been Pressing On. Do you remember what it was? I don't remember what it was. Whatever it was, it was in our first three or four episodes. Was this the Chris Carabba guy? This was the Chris Carabba guy. Okay. But I guess Paper Rockets is a band, right? I, I thought mm. I thought Paper Rockets was like the name of the YouTube channel mm-hmm. or the name of that one guy, like how David Bazan is is uh, Pedro the Lion and Chris Caraba is technically Dashboard Confessional. Like you could switch anybody. And isn't Adam Young well, Owl City? I don't know. Exactly. I think it's just the one guy. I thought it was like one guy. And I'm, I'm totally not crediting the other guy that is Page of the Lion because I don't even know his name. But um, anyway, I thought Paper Rockets was one guy with a band name. Yeah. But here's apparently all of Paper Rockets oh. doing an acoustic version of Reliant K's Paper Rockets. And you get to watch the video. It's the little video they did. Now, I don't know. He's at a typewriter and he's typing his letter to Santa. Yep. But then it's a hand-drawn letter I was gonna being say. threaded through. <laughs> like, this is, a very comp- this is either a very complicated <laughs> typewriter or this idea makes no sense or their video. On the first day of Christmas, my true love came to me. A bar tree, a pear tree. 
On the second day of Christmas my true love gave to me Two turtle doves in a partridge in a pear tree On the third battery <laughs> Three French ants, two turtle doves in a partridge in a pear tree On the fourth day of Christmas my true love gave to me On the fifth day of Christmas, my true love gave to me five golden rings. Four golden birds, three French and two turtle doves, and a partridge in a pear tree. What's a partridge? What's a pear tree? Well, I don't know, so please don't ask me. But I can bet those are terrible gifts to get. I just realized I don't think that English is Paper Rocket's first language. Uh, exactly. Yeah. Whatever. Uh, I don't know how to figure out. Oh, maybe if I search my notes on Google Drive, I can figure this out, actually. Paper, paper Rockers. Nope. Paper. And pa- they also, paper for the rockets. drum, they were using that, like, box thing that you sit on at a church that yeah. all the churches <laughs> have now. But, yeah. By the way, I was like, when did those start? Yeah. Because. It feels relatively recent. Yeah. Like, I feel like there was a time we didn't go to church for, like, a while, for, like, a few years because we moved around a lot. Right, and we were, And yeah. then by the time we started going back to church again, mm-hmm. those were, like, the thing. And we were like, yeah. oh, this is fun. But now, like, every church you go to, they have that. And I remember that weird time when it was, like, electric drum kits were kind of taking over. And right. those were the big things Electric drum kits yeah. or drum kits with the plexiglass, the plexiglass around. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and now the thing is, whatever it is... Maybe someone out there knows, but it's like an apple box you sit on. Yeah. And you. And for those who don't know what an apple box is in film, that's something that you stand on or sit on while you're to make you taller. So, yeah. So, yeah, I didn't realize. And it was pressing on, by the way. Ah. Pressing on was the last time we saw Paper Rockets, but it was like a solo Paper Rockets. Um, This one is of note because uh, let's hear Dan Meredith. Who did, you know, a passable cover um, with a thousand views. But let's hear what they did with the choir part. Because they did something with their cover. They did something quite original with their, with when they get to the choir Ooh. part. Four calling birds, three French hands, two turtle doves, and a partridge in a pear tree. What's a partridge? What's a pear tree? Well, I don't know, so please don't ask me. But I can bet those are terrible guests to get. On the tenth day of Christmas, my true love gave to me Ten boys are leaping, nine ladies dancing, eight Ninja milking, seven swans are swimming, six geese are laying Five golden rings Four, three French, two doves And a partridge in a pear tree Hear what he, can you tell what he did? He cut to the original. Yeah, he cut to the actual say, song. Yeah. <laughs> he didn't try to do anything. Okay, first of all, I said passable version. It is really good. It's, this is it's really, really good. good. I was going to say, oh my gosh, this is really good. Just from memory, I, I wasn't... Because I heard... Because I, I really loved... The, the vocals are really good. Yeah. yeah. This one's really good. But then... And he writes on the screen, copy and paste for the win. <laughs> like, he literally just cuts to the actual <laughs> yeah. song. Yeah. I was like, oh, wow, okay. <laughs> I don't know. I've never seen that done. I mean, guitar did covers and drum covers. Did he use that instrumental version from SoundCloud? Oh. Or did he do his own instrumental version? Well, this is from 2013. 
And whatever those instrumental versions are we found, I've on, they've only been uploaded okay. seemingly in the last year. Okay. Again, maybe they existed somewhere else and this Dan Meredith had them. But hold on, let's listen again. No, there's it, the guitar is different. Okay. It's it a fuzz, great. it's a fuzzier it's a fuzzier guitar than what's in the actual track or those instrumental tracks. Yeah, it sounds really good. And then so I said, so that's about it for covers. There were a bunch of other there were those are all like the original like actual covers, tons and tons of drum covers and guitar covers. But what I found that I said might disgust me a little bit. Or what I didn't really want to talk about, but now I'm going to have to. Oh, no. Is a band called Sunrise Skater Kids that recorded... Sick. That recorded... Um, an ad's about to play. Let me mute. That recorded their 12 Days of Pop Punk Christmas. Okay. Right? So Reliant K can get credit for basically taking the song and singing the actual words. Right. And then making that fun little bridge... Like adding a bridge to the song that not only makes it more fun, but kind of takes the original song and yeah. makes it more modern. Yeah. Because the original song is so archaic in yes. its structure. <laughs> yes. But the Sunrise Skater Kids just do this. And I guess, you know what? Let's just uh, skip towards towards the end because as we get into 10, 11, and 12 days, they'll just tell us everything they get. You know, we don't have to listen to the beginning of part of the song. True. So let's skip towards the end. No, this is unacceptable. Who forgets pepperoni? Pepperoni is like the default topping. Like if anything, people who order. Ch- I don't even know what they're doing here at the end because I couldn't listen to this whole song. So they're like five pizza pie, five pizza pies, three piece teas, which apparently is a brand of canned iced tea that I've never heard of. But then they're like four flannel shirts five snapback hats like all these like you know like the current generation of pop punk like the post paramore uh what is it like uh wonder years pop punk like the real easy core pop punk i don't know what you're talking about dan this is awesome oh my god i can't wait to walk into hot topic next week and hear this plan oh Oh, jessica (laughs) why wouldn't you play it from the beginning so this is not my kind of pop punk like, there's, it's so funny, because, and we've talked about this in past episodes, but it's like, in some of the pop-up bands, the type of bands I'm mentioning, I, I like them in spurts, but this, like, but this culture of pop-punk that comes along with, like, the Wonder Years and, and Easy Core and those kind of bands, I hate that stuff, like the flannel tees and the, the backward snapback hat, and I love pizza, and whatever the hell a piece tea is, I've never heard of that. <laughs> Like, I hate that culture. And it's so funny because, like, when I was into, quote-unquote, pop-punk, MXPX, Reliant K, uh, you know, NoFX. Simple Plan, Good Charlotte. Yeah, that's... (laughs) But the thing is, Simple Plan, Good Charlotte, uh, other bands like that. That's, like, the uh, Newfound Newfound Glory, Glory. All-Time Low. That's, like, like the next generation after my pop-punk. That's my pop punk. That's your pop punk. Yeah. Now this, the, now Sunrise Skater Kids is like the next generation after that. 
right? So you're one step closer to that generation. So you're like, oh, this song's awesome or whatever. But I'm two generations of pop punk back. So I'm like, I can't. I, so Jessica's giving me another whisper that says she was messing with me. She doesn't actually think this song's awesome. 12 Days of Pop Punk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was... Uh... As someone who has made their own parody lyrics for, them for the 12 Days of Christmas, you know what? It's fun. It's a fun little song they, they put out there. Yeah. <laughs> into the world. There's a lot of parodies of 12 Days of Christmas. There's like a heavy metal one that was like by Twisted Sister. It was just exactly the yeah. same thing. Like every day, I'm not going to play it every day. They're like, every each of the days, it's like, I want stud, 12 studded jackets. Yeah, like, I, I think know. I'm familiar with that one, yeah. actually. I love it. I also didn't mention, but talking about pop, like pop, rock, uh, pop punk, punk rock, uh, covers of this song, they're dense and complex. There's the Goldfinger version, because in that one, they're constantly cycling through different genres. They do like a oh, metalcore one. That's like, cool. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. We could we could play it, but we got so much other stuff to get to. But check out the the Goldfinger version because it is also super complex and talk about like time signature changes and stuff. There's like the reggae one and the pop punk one and the regular punk one and Calls the metalcore one and the grind. I don't know what else they do, but they go around and they don't do the same genre on each day. They like cycle it through each part, each iteration of the song. Okay, so now we move on to fan stuff. I'm all kerfuffled from the Sunrise Skater Kids. Do you remember in the mid-2000s, there was an online trend called lip dubs? The Office Mm. did it at one point. It's basically like, you know, similar to like the whatever, the freeze challenge or whatever, when you go through a party and everyone's acting like a mannequin. I remember when The Office did that one. Right. Well, there was one called Lip Dubs, where you get you and a group of people, like at your school or your work or whatever, or just wherever, your church, and you all walk in and out of frame lip syncing the song. It was, but the trend, the viral trend was called Lip Dubs, and I always hated that. I thought that was the stupidest thing, because music videos are lip sync. They're lip synced, always. So for some reason... It's like a dub smash thing? There's an app called Dub Smash. Oh, maybe that's where it comes from. Maybe that's what I think possibly Dub Smash got it from Lip Dub being a thing. And now isn't that just what TikTok is? Yeah, I think so, right? Basically. <laughs> yeah. But like to call it, I don't know. I had a I had a bee in my bonnet for calling <laughs> that trend Lip Dubs because I'm like, video, music videos are already lip synced. You're just making a music video. You weren't out there planking, Dan? You weren't doing the plank challenge? No. <laughs> So here's a school that did a Greenville area high school did a lip dub in uh, to um, 12 Days of Christmas by Reliant K. Oh, right. Where, where the camera's moving and yeah, all the, the camera people keeps are just moving like walking around. Onto new people. Yeah. It just keeps going. Yeah. And people are I ready to do this. a little bit for their okay. section. But what annoyed me about the trend being called something special is that there were music videos that did this. Like in the 80s, in the 90s, on MTV, music videos would move along and different people could sing them. Oof. What is it with this kid? This kid is really into uh, hunting and uh, his John Deere tractor. I don't know. Yeah, they're wearing like 
like camo gear. Where is where is the Greenville area? I don't know. Let's find out. I'm guessing now that it is definitely in the south, based on those two kids. Um, Could be Midwest. Media production students, members of choir, drumline, and Trojanettes gathered to produce this lipped-up video. The night of the shoot was the first time the entire group was able to practice together. After an hour of organizing, the group was able to compete. Merry Christmas. Greenville, Pennsylvania. Mm. Pennsylvania is pretty much where the South meets New England. That's where I was. Whenever I drove, I'm not kidding. Like, whenever I would drive, because I lived in Boston and I went to school in Florida, and we would drive to the South, some, you know, like I had family in Virginia. I always felt like once you get into Pennsylvania, like that's where, that's like the Venn diagram. That's where sort of New Yorkers. <laughs> And, like, Northeasterners were starting to mingle a little bit with the Southern culture. Right. Like, you could... Now you can get sweet tea across the country. But when I was growing up, you couldn't get sweet tea (laughs) in anywhere in New England, really. You had to go to Pennsylvania? Once you get to Pennsylvania, regular restaurants started Mm. to have sweet tea. So, yes, very cool Greenville Area High School. Uh, There's a lot of cute family videos. Classic Reliant K fans. Yep. Who are little kids and their parents making little music videos. Um, but I think you know what those are like. You mentioned the Christmas light shows that you can, and I so I don't, won't bother yes. playing them. I'll put them on social media at some point. But yeah, you can like have your digitally arranged yeah. Christmas lights rock out to this song. There, because of the t- the five golden rings, there's definitely a Sonic the Hedgehog AMV nice. to this song. Um, there's a bunch <laughs> of slideshows. Is it classic Sonic? Is it... It's Sonic X. Okay. Sonic X so, from the mid-2000s. All right. Not Sonic Boom? Not horrifying new movie Sonic? No. I'm so upset. You know, we was, we should have seen that this weekend. The weekend that we're recording this, that movie was supposed to come out on November 8th. Yep. And because of the fan backlash, it got pushed back. And I was like, I want to see the crappy one. <laughs> I want to see the awful one. Because the thing is, I love Sonic the Hedgehog. That was my like favorite character as a kid. It was my favorite video game. It caught my imagination. I love Sonic the Hedgehog. But I knew if they ever did a movie... I wanted them to do a movie when I was a kid. And I I did, I did. knew something was off with the cartoon shows. I could talk about Sonic. You want to talk about Sonic? <laughs> when I was a kid, I knew something was off about the American cartoon shows. I'm like, this is fun, but none of these characters are in the video games. I just could kind of tell that. So I was, I was like, if they do a movie, I hope it's more based on the video games, right? Because there's a story in the instruction booklets. They should just do a movie based off of the instruction booklets for the video games. So I knew someday if they ever did it, they would totally mess it up. Because I already knew the cartoon show was kind of messed up. Here they are. I'm in my 30s. They're finally going to make a Sonic movie. And it looks as crappy as I knew it would be. And I was like, (laughs) I'm kind of excited. Because I knew this would be be garbage. Did you like his razor sharp teeth? I loved them. They're amazing. (laughs) I want to pluck them out with a (laughs) set of pliers. Um, <laughs> and his we're creepy all... skinny human legs yes <laughs> so we're all just kind of working up to uh, the um, most amazing thing that I found in relation to this song okay here's a video that's kind of worth watching this is like a fan video it's kind of all in one shot it's um, called Reliant K 12 Days of Christmas Elevate which I'm guessing this Elevate is, is the, I think Elevate is the name of the youth group at this church right uh, Elevate Student Ministries Christmas Party, December eighteenth. Oh, Summit, New Jersey. I know where that is. Oh, you nice. Know where that yeah, is. we lived near near there, near there for a while. 
So I did not notice it's in Summit, New Jersey, because <laughs> I have an observation about this. But this is fun. So basically, it's their big youth group room, right? Mm-hmm. A nice big room. Doesn't you're gonna you only see like eight girls right now on the screen cap? Dozens and dozens of kids. Oh wow! At this Christmas party, and they're gonna cycle back and forth between different groups of them who are all prepared with a little bit to do for each section of the song. You know, kind of loose performance, but very complicated concept. Look at all these kids. So many kids. And it's got this super chaotic... Yeah, so like three boys just picked up one tinier boy and like... And now he another like, group of kids, yeah, and he pretended to be he a partridge in a pear tree. So each group of kids is pretending to be to a be different... To be the thing, being be different thing, gifts. Yeah. Then most of them have to be birds, because that's most what of them most are, of the gifts are, are Most birds. of them are just like Tommy Wiseau, cheep, 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 cheeping, <laughs> like over here. And the a bunch of girls just all man, put their hands up like Man, that's a lot of kids to do all the things, all the number of things. So there are the there nine are, ladies dancing. There are the so many kids. Lords of leaping. And now during the what's a palm tree? What's, what's a, a pe- palm tree? What's a palm tree? <laughs> what's a pear tree? What's a partridge? What's a pear tree? During that part, I think the whole room was supposed to go crazy and dance. But the first time they forgot to do it, so they all just kind of oh, stand yeah, around while the camera moves around, yeah. and they all go, "Now they're dancing! Now they're dancing!" <laughs> I could just imagine the youth pastors holding right. the camera. He's like, he's like, <laughs> he's like, "Come on, dance, dance!" <laughs> so this video is like pure chaos because they didn't put the song in in post. You're hearing the song the, yes. in the room with an echo, plus everyone talking, like low in the mix, but they're definitely there talking. So many kids, so many bits they have to do, cameras zipping around all over the room, and all I can think is the Christians in Summit, New Jersey, love to get down because there are dozens and dozens and dozens of Christian children in the Elevate Student Ministries. There are so many kids in well, Summit, all, New Jersey. They're all going to go over to Wachung and Wang Chung after this. <laughs> So that's cute. That's cute. Yeah. Um, That's fun. So we're about wrapped up because the number one thing that was just like the what what did I discover is that there was a and this is just so out of this was so completely out of left field. The last thing I ever expected to sort of find. There is a viral video and definitely hear me out when I say this because when I first say it. It sounds like it might be like attacking or like problematic, like, but I think it's actually the community that belongs to this doing it. There is a series of viral videos called the 12 Gays of Christmas. Oh, wow. <laughs> okay. Okay. And again, I said this, as I said, I, I figured out this is not ironic, or it's ironic, but it's actually the gay community doing this. And the original one, and there's not a lot of explanation explanation about what the original video is. Um, is it the original one that went viral, or well, it's a mild viral. You know what I mean. So there's like no knowyourmeme.com page right. about okay. it. There's no like think pieces I could find about it. Is it older or is it newer? It's from 2011. Okay. It's like I said, mildly viral. It's got about 34,000 views. Okay. But like a lot of comments. Um, 
well, 20 comments, but between all the videos, I found a lot of comments and people saying like, I start my Christmas off with this video and all this stuff. What the video is, <laughs> is it some sort of like dance studio or something? It kind of, yeah, it kind of looks like a dance studio because there are paintings on the wall. It's got like yeah. a ballet sort of hardwood floor. Yeah. Or even just like a, an art space of some kind. Like an art space. We don't get to see the audience, but they're going crazy for it. And it's like a lot of girls going woo. Oh, there's, a, there's also a 10 gaze of Christmas, the mockettes. Oh, good. I didn't find that one. We'll check that one out next. <laughs> that one has so 44,000 views. It's 12 guys all wearing sort of dance attire. Like some of them have leotards. Some of them have sweatshirts. They have little Christmas accoutrement, like, you know, wool hats and scarves to sort of sell the thing. They're wearing reds and whites and blues. That's America, but you know what I mean? <laughs> Red and whites and, like, light baby blue stuff, like Christmas colors. No greens, though. Yeah, there aren't. There's one guy with green. Then they do this choreographed dance that is, like, jokingly flamboyantly gay, like, you're, I'll have you watch it, but they put hands up in the air and, like, limp wrists down. And they do, like, strut and strike a pose things. Gotcha. They, and, like, vogue. Yeah, they vogue. Um, and here's the video. So so I, I set all that up because the first time I found it, like I said, I didn't even know if it was really Reliant K or if someone had added it to it uh-huh. after the fact. Oh. But no, I'm like, no, this is definitely in the room. They picked the Reliant K song to dance to. It's rated solid gold. <laughs> yeah. It starts with... <laughs> that's the only information about it is that it starts with this thing that said this... It's like a... It's, it's like, like an a, This trailer thing, is rated yeah. MPAA thing that it says it's rated solid gold. It's not a red band trailer, though. No. Hold on to your jingle yeah. bells, because here comes the 12 gays of Christmas. Again, I'm not making this up. All the transitions. Oh, Wow. So a lot of they were like, doing like a little Pee Wee Herman dance for a minute there. Yeah, they were. So like lots of like type of like Vogue, Strike a Pose. Yeah. And it's all very well choreographed. Like yeah. Four of them will step forward while eight of them stay back. And then the next four will come forward. And then they'll all break into a line. And they'll do sort of a wave thing where each of the 12 along the line will put their hand up with the limp wrist. Yeah. It's fun. It's just, I did not expect it. Some shoulder rolls and some, I don't know and what you call And there's that. some crowd here that is yeah. loving it. They're all taking videos. Yeah. We see a couple hands and a couple heads, but we don't see the whole group. So, as a Real NK podcast, I'm used to the idea that we will find like homeschooled kids making home videos to the, to, the right. to their songs. We will find youth groups and occasionally schools making projects to the song. But I just didn't expect like what I'm what now only I can only assume is some sort of dance studio or dance school doing uh like a gay dance right. <laughs> to Reliant K. I think that the, the Christmas version of Reliant K songs are just very universally yeah. welcome because you do hear them in malls right. at Christmas time. Right. 
so 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 there's just so there was just this thing where it shouldn't be unexpected to me right but because we're talking about a band that is part of a culture and a record industry that typically works to destroy the lives of people who just want to love who they love this is sort of the last thing i expected to find and it actually makes me very happy that relying k can reach everyone yeah and you know there are bands christian bands that i love who have written very unfortunate songs on this i never Mm. no christian band i've ever listened to has ever that i can think of has like a flat out homophobic song there are definitely Mm -hmm. bands out there that do but none that i like um, there are ones where it was like dealing with the subject of homophobia and maybe like not like not the best mm. execution of that. Five hour friends in. Oh, <laughs> like, you know, this is meant to be oh. like, hey, Christians, you're too homophobic. But maybe it wasn't like clear enough. So you're ah. not quite sure what. The, so it's, it might have been absolutely that. But just saying, I did not expect to find this. So it gets like, it goes further. So if you just search 12 Gays of Christmas on YouTube, you'll find a couple other videos. And like I said, this is not a hugely viral video, but you'll find people who just loved this video and made other like tribute videos to it and stuff. That's fun. There's one called 12 Gays of Christmas 2. Uh, with 52, with almost the same amount of views, huh. although I don't think it's the same group of people. Oh. I think it's just, I think it's a, it's a gay, oh, no, it is, it is a gay club that basically must have found the video uh-huh. and been like, let's do our yeah, own act fun. at the yeah. club tonight, inspired by this. But it turns out. Is it the Abbey? We've been to the Abbey. <laughs> it's not the Abbey. It's one we've never, it's never, it's one we never went to. It's, um, We've only been to the one. No, it's one we kind of wanted to go to. Oh. It's, it's uh, what's it called? Hold on. It's in Orlando. It's Mr. Sisters. Oh, I remember Mr. Stop. Sisters. Well, we used to drive by that place all the time and be like, that place looks like fun. <laughs> they have brunch. Let's <laughs> go for a brunch sometime. And we never made it. And then somewhere in here. I thought they closed down. No. They did close down oh, before okay. we left. Before we moved away, they had closed down. So this video is in 2010. Um. And there's some somebody's comment in here is like, wait, oh, so so heterosexuals can see gays have fun too? I think they're being ironic because that's what we're doing. So here's, so these are actual like, in this case, these are actual male strippers Mm. who Mm. aren't stripping at the moment, but they are doing a choreographed dance on a professional stage on a a, clearly a stripper. It looks like Miami in the eighties. Yeah. There are, there are you know poles to. Yeah, they, there's like a fireman's pole that they slid yeah. down. Also, this is the budget twelve gays of Christmas because there's only there's six gays. <laughs> Just double up. Yeah. Um. Are they doing the same dance? I couldn't. I couldn't tell. Yeah, I think they are doing this. Yeah, no, I think they're doing a very similar dance. And then it goes even. It gets even weirder because there's some Filipino TV show. In 2011. Oh, wow. That's like, I don't know what this is. If it's, it says Party Filipinas, uh, one Xmas, 2011, December 18. So it's some sort of like, this might be some sort of live 
like party show, almost like um. I like that now they're trying to recommend uh, Jeffrey Star videos to you. <laughs> <laughs> You guys been looking up way too many 12 days of Christmas videos. (laughs) Anyway, I was going to say this is like a Dick Clark type show where it's like they're introducing rock acts. But in this case. Oh, yeah. You have completely thrown off the algorithm for Sadie Hawkins pod now. It's Jeffree Star. It's it's like it's two Logan Paul videos. Oh, no. Uh. That's unacceptable. (laughs) Mr. Beast, I don't know what that is. So I'll skip ahead a little bit because then in the Philippines in 2011 on their national TV, it was rated PG that night because here's their TV rating emblem at the beginning. Uh, These guys performed the dance, the 12 Gays of Christmas for Filipino TV. There they go. Again, they don't have 12. There's five of them. Yeah. I think they changed the dance up a little bit. I can't tell if this is sincere or if they're like making fun of it. I can't tell either, but they're they're sort of like if I didn't if this wasn't called Twelve Gays of Christmas and I didn't see an occasional little flourish like they're uh-huh. doing a sort of because this just looks like a boy band. A feminine thing. It, that's exactly what I was going to say. They just look like a Filipino boy mm-hmm. band that is just doing a choreographed dance to yeah. Lion K. I did so much digging to try to figure out the history. Like, I want to know where was the original shot. Mm-hmm. Like I said, I guess it was a dance studio of some kind. Like, why they do it? How'd they pick the song? Yeah. Whose idea was it? Could not find any of that information. Does Reliant Kano, are they cool with it? <laughs> I hope so. I'd hope so, too. It's probably... Because there's so many comments where it's like, uh, like who's this band? Who's this band? Gotta oh, buy the song. Who's this band? I want to know who this band is. So let's watch the 10 Gays of Christmas, the Mockettes. Disclaimer. Is this the lady version? Those appearing in this video are not necessarily of the gay persuasion. Not that there's anything wrong with that. They just play one. They just play them on TV. Okay. But this does appear to be the same dance hall. So this is not Reliant K based. This is some sort of bit. <laughs> this uh, is some sort of performing. This has more performance in it. Something they're singing. Yeah, but there you go. 12 Gays of Christmas, Reliant K. You see more of the audience. It's definitely the same theater. Mm-hmm. And there's more going on. What's well, fun. So it's some. So it's like some sort of like gay pageant, I guess? That might make sense. <laughs> It's like a gay Christmas pageant that people went to at maybe some sort of dance studio. This is definitely, now that I'm seeing a wider shot in this other video, it's definitely a dance studio. I kind of thought maybe it was a basketball uh, stadium. (laughs) But there's pictures on the wall. (laughs) That's why I thought it wasn't a basketball uh, court. Court. Why it wasn't a basketball court is (laughs) because there's pictures on the wall. Or a gym, yeah. But this must have been, yeah, like I said, this and this this one was uploaded in 2009. Huh. But this, this appears to be the same people, but I guess they uploaded the Christmas one in 2011. Huh. Well, there you go. Reliant K for everyone. It's for everyone. That's right. The way it should be. Music for everyone. That's the <laughs> slogan. 
Now I'm getting recommended The Twelve Rockin' Days of Christmas Gay Men's Chorus. Big Spender Twisted Broadway Melbourne 2013. I don't even know what that is. Sounds intense. <laughs> Silent Monks Singing Hallelujah. I don't what? know. I guess they're not gay, right? Oh, Angels and Airwaves, Tom's Speech, I Miss You, and Aliens Exist. <laughs> I've had this video. I've had that Tom DeLonge thing because Tom DeLonge did a bunch of, uh, like, uh, Blink-182 songs acoustic on the most recent Angels and Airwave tour. And YouTube's like, you want to watch this again? You want to watch the 200th version someone took of this with their camera, both on my personal YouTube account and on Sadie Hawkins' pod? I'm like, no, no, thank you. I'm good because it's Christmas time. And, uh, hey, Tom DeLonge has a song called Boxing Day, and so does Reliant K. Maybe that's a song that we'll talk about this year on the Four Pods of Christmas. Who knows? Maybe it's not. Who knows? The only thing I know is I'd like to do, want to make sure we don't only do yeah. Deck the Halls songs. Right. I want to make sure we do some songs that were exclusive to Let It Snow, Baby. So that's our only plan. But we're kind of keeping them secret this time. We like to let you guys know our songs ahead of time, our song selections, so like people can send comments, maybe covers. In this case, we're keeping the Four Pods of Christmas a secret. So in two weeks... So it's like your 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 ears are unwrapping a present every week. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Consider so, this our advent to you. <laughs> yes. So we haven't picked out next week's regular song, but it will be a normal everyday yeah. Reliant K song. Then in two weeks, we'll be back with Christmas. In three weeks, we'll have another normal Reliant K song. In four weeks, we'll have another Christmas. And that's the way it'll go until Christmas Day. If you'd like to contact us, you can email us at sadiehawkinspot at gmail.com. You can hit us up on Twitter and Instagram, both at sadiehawkinspod. And if you want to give us a call, what's our voicemail line, Dan? It is 402-95-SADIE. You would think after however many episodes it's been, I would remember that. <laughs> it's taken me this many episodes to get it right. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Merry Christmas. Thank you for listening and happy holidays, everybody. He just wasted 105 minutes of your life.